It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome back to Screen Heroes. My name is Ray and I'm here with my other two hosts and one of them can't get their shit together. It's been a long day. (laughs) (laughs) The other one is Ryan. Hi. How are you guys? Wonderful. How are you? I'm fine. Good, good. I'm very glad. Trying to get Twitch pulled up over here. You do you, boo. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay, we will. That was pretty good, actually. Pretty good impression. Well, you know, I am Jewish, so. Coffee talk. That's blood. a New York accent. It's a New York Jew accent. That's oh, a, that's wow. A, that seems offensive, <sighs> the way you phrased that. To my people? Yes. It's offensive to my people? Right. But like, if I said that, I feel like that would be offensive. Yeah, because you're not my people. How do you know? You don't know my heritage. Are you Jewish? Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to get one of those 23andMe tests just to see if I'm like 1% Jewish. Is it like the Native American thing where every white person claims they're part Native American? That's right. Oh, God. And I, I can get a free I, hunting I and fishing license. I do not claim that. So my mom does, and she tried to convince me for the longest time, and then I got my ancestry test back, and I am hella white. No Native American. Pure-blooded Scandinavian. <laughs> Pure-blooded Scandinavian. <laughs> oh, I'm Irish and Italian. And, that's, oh, okay. and then like a bunch of little other countries, like Austrian and Hungarian and mm. Scottish and stuff, but mostly Basically, Irish Basically, your ancestors just kind of frolicked yeah, in this one area. just in this one little area, and then one was like, we're going to dip down to this Mediterranean park because it's yeah, sunny there. Yeah, one of them there. was feeling a little exotic. <laughs> <laughs> Had a vacation. <laughs> we're going to go... This is ridiculous. So we have a topic tonight. Yeah, I think oh, we're God. supposed to be talking okay, about so something. So tonight we're talking about Hellboy 
which is not, unfortunately, the Ron Perlman movie from... Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah. We could review that one instead. I mean. We should. Like, let's watch it right now and then come back in two hours. <laughs> it sounds like a better night. Derek was looking at me anyway. like he's willing to do that if we are in. I mean, I would want to rewatch it. Yeah. Is the thing. It's been a, it's been a couple of years. So. All right. So one of our retro reviews coming up will be the original Hellboy. Yeah. I feel like and we need a palate cleanser, right? Let's do both of them. That's a great idea. Because I love them both. Okay. Same here. I actually prefer the second one a little bit more. Like just For a little bit. Do, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we should talk about news and then move on to the main topic. All right. So there's a lot of Avengers news, obviously. Gird your loins, everybody. Try to, you know, avoid the spoilers as much as you can. Uninstall Twitter, uninstall Reddit, mm -hmm. uninstall Facebook. They are rampant. People are jerks and trolls and they're going to spoil it. Unless you like spoilers. (laughs) We, We have a few friends that do. So go out there. and. I was doing some testing on Twitter. Twitter lets you mute. Uh, mm-hmm. phrases and words and things like that and i was doing some testing with uh, a friend on twitter and it works inconsistently um so just but even even some filter that works sometimes is better than no filter at all right i just i want people to be aware that you know putting it's avengers, like a condom putting avengers endgame 99.9 percent chance of your excluded <laughs> words uh may work and it may not work and so just keep that in mind if you're out there on Twitter. So just so. don't use hashtag Avengers when you promote this podcast because otherwise people will um, not see it. It's not even hashtags, just the words. Oh. Um, you know, um, it's supposed to any time the word isn't a hashtag or not, it's supposed to not be case sensitive and all these things, but it doesn't seem to function that well. So, so let's talk about spoilers. What are your thoughts on spoiler etiquette? Personally, when is it okay for you? I think I think this movie is a little different than normally I'd say probably a week because I feel like all the fans that care about spoilers are probably going to see it in the first week. Um, you know, and there's arguments that can be made either way. Sure, we could give them a month, but then there could no. still be fans that can't go in a month. Um, sure. For this movie, this movie is like for a lot of people, it's 10 years of movies um, and it's a wider. I feel like it's a wider range of people than what normally care about spoilers too there's a lot of normies in there absolutely like the marvel movies your average joes if you will yeah exactly and so you know i would especially with the fact that you can't get tickets right now for this weekend unless you want to sit right in the front row yes um or separate from your friends yeah or, or see like, it at 2 30 in the morning yeah yes. there's some really some crazy times and availability um, so. yeah i i feel like two weeks at least before i i start talking about it without really much of a filter but uh, even even now when i talk about a movie that's been out for two weeks i I, you know, try and be quiet about it unless I know the person, people around me have all seen it because I don't want, you know, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Yeah. And there's ways to handle it, too. I'm a big like for a movie two two weekends worth, you know, give people two shots um, to be able to go. Right. Because lots of people work weekends. They've got kids. They've got, you know, family obligations and things like that. Um, but there's other things you can do. You can use you know, hashtags when you talk about stuff, you know, specifically so people can weed them out on certain social media sites. And on Facebook, you can, you know, do the, you know, hey, Avengers Endgame spoilers ahead and then do a bunch of, you know, dotted line enters so people have to do the continue reading to expand to see what you have to say. There's different things you can do. Um, But, you know, just be 
conscious of that be, be cognizant of other people that you know they haven't had it ruined for them yet and you shouldn't be the one to do it so we have a core chat group the three of us uh where we discuss topics and just daily geeky stuff and then we also have a little bit larger of a group where we discuss things people not involved with screen heroes but just friends that we've known for like four or five years and today i suggested that we create like a third little chat so we could be open and honest and we invite people when they want to talk about spoilers so that way like right away thursday night when we get out we could start chatting about it without uh hesitation so you know it's all about curating your friend group and finding those safe spaces and no, I I like the two weeks rule for some movies, you know, for Hellboy, I think it may be a little much for Endgame. Two weeks is maybe not enough for some, some. movies. There's really not anything to spoil. Yeah. You know, sure. it's sort of like the Game of Thrones episode one. You know, there's a lot of talk about spoilers and things like that um, for this newest not the newest episode, but season season eight, episode one. But there there wasn't a lot that was, you know, maybe some specific interactions of what was said, but the right. actual context of it was there was no spoilers there. So, what I hate about the Game of Thrones uh, fans lately is that they're doing the spoilers without context mm-hmm. pictures and they just like have related memes kind of attached. Which those are funny if you've seen the episode. They're hilarious but. if you've seen the episode. The problem is when you click it, it's always in the comment section what those actually mean. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's immediately ruined and I just have to like unfollow these people until the end of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a bummer. Yeah, shows are, are tougher because they come out weekly, right? And so there's a bit of an understanding that you can talk about last week's episode now that this week's episode is out. Uh, it's kind of how we handle it for Star Trek Discovery is our, our episodes reviewing last week's episode came out the day the new episode came out. Except Game you of know. Thrones adds an even extra wrench into it because... Um, you know, right now the episodes are an hour long, but mm-hmm. the only the first two episodes are that way. After that, they're I think an hour and a half or two hours yeah. long. Yeah. And, you know, Sunday night, you know, most people go back to work Monday morning. Absolutely. And so two hours is a lot to commit to a show on a Sunday on, night. On, on a, a Sunday night. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be even harder. Like, I feel like I have to watch that show that yeah. night, or it's spoiled for me, which is unfortunate. Luckily, Endgame, you know, I think people are a little less. I don't know. Prone to share spoilers unless they're just doing it to to ruin somebody's day. Um, the casual exist, person probably. You isn't. know, there was that library. Remember back in the day, the library that took out the giant highway billboard that said, um, "You know, uh, Snape kills Dumbledore or Dumbledore dies or something like that," just to ruin the movies for all the people who didn't read the books. It's like, yeah, I get it. People should read. You don't have to be well, jerks about it. No, you know? when that book came yeah. out. There was a viral video of the guy driving by the Barnes and Noble or whatever yelling, Snape kills Dumbledore yeah. Yeah. at all the people waiting in line for that book. Like, there's jerks. Yeah. Like, don't, don't When the jerk. first Avengers movie uh, came out. <laughs> Sorry, Midnight Pearl in chat says that uh, we look different. I'm assuming that they mean me probably because I shaved my beard off. It is. I turned my nose hair, so I just assumed oh. that they were. I put my hair that. down tonight. Yeah, I couldn't put my finger on it, Ryan. I Either it way, something. it's all yep. hair related. It's all hair related. <laughs> Sorry. No. Anyway, I got the first Avenger spoiled for me when Coulson passed or was killed by Loki. Uh, Whoa! Spoilers, Rachel. Jeez, <laughs> what are you doing? Movie's eight years old, guys. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> but. Yeah, it was a bummer because it was on an unrelated article. I clicked on a like 
comics book or comic book resources article or something that had to do with a video game at the time and there it is in the comments and i'm like mother i did see a comment earlier this week about something in endgame but i'm not convinced that it was real that's the thing is like right now is it could be real it could not be real because some people have seen it some people have seen it the entire movie is out there on twitter i think or so you know there's been screenings Mm -hmm. and, and things like that so i mean there's a few thousand people who have legitimately seen the movie yeah um and this could be one of those people it could, could be could not but i don't be, even want to you know? say it here because no, if no. it is a spoiler you know then i would feel really bad but i mean it it's kind of so ridiculous that i don't want to believe that it's a spoiler so <laughs> we've even had full but next conversations week we talk about what it was after the fact of things that were spoiled for us we're like oh my mm-hmm. god yeah i knew about this ahead of time sorry guys <laughs> well yeah and that's when studio studios sometimes spoil their own stuff, toys spoil things, other marketing things. Like we, I think it was last week we warned you guys about the Dr. Pepper Spider-Man far from home cans that yeah. somehow spoil the movie. Like that's such a ridiculous thing that I have to warn people careful of Dr. Pepper and right. ruin Spider-Man. For you. <laughs> well, yeah. I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> well, even well, now like random Mattel kids toys yeah. like, that are not meant for adult collectors or anything. Which is a lot of times where the spoilers come from, or the Lego right. sets, or the stuff for adult collectors. This random toy, that's a costume piece for one of the characters in the movie, is probably going to be end up being a huge spoiler mm-hmm. for me that I already got ruined and I can't, you know, go back now. But right, it's tough. You yeah, know, like the movie's not even out yet. We could not have seen it yet. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, look, just try and be nice. Try and, and think of other people. You know, if you hadn't had a chance to see it yet. Is this how you'd want to find out? And if you're one of those people that finds people talking and complaining about spoilers more annoying than the people actually spoiling it, sorry. But I'm not. <laughs> you know, I don't want things really for me. We have this conversation every time there's a giant movie. We'll probably review this whole thing at the end of the year when we talk episode nine, because I'm sure it'll be a very similar situation for a lot of fans out there. Um, so on a brighter note about Endgame, the cast is wrapping up their press junket and it's been hilarious go watch the we didn't start the fire video they did with jimmy fallon because that was cute and a lot of fun and really good animation behind it um you know just they're really quick clips on youtube that are just kind of there to make you smile yeah it, i i'm like i've talked about in previous podcasts i love watching the behind the scenes stuff in the interviews with uh, the actors and stuff but it does get a little annoying that every single person asks paul rudd about the Than- thanus theory yeah. And, you know, it was probably it was the first time he got asked. You could tell when that point was. And it was funny. But after that, when he gets asked that same question on every single uh, I, there's a lot of questions. It's just interviewers try harder. Come on. I mean, it, it's a tough situation because like clearly like they're not they're, they're not supposed to tell you what happened in the movie because this one especially first, is tough. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, right. Like most of them don't know what happens. They in haven't the movie. seen it. They haven't had a full script. They haven't seen the full movie until I think it was. Last night. Right? Last night. Last okay. night was the premiere. Yeah. Uh, right. So like until last night, only a couple of people even knew the entire story as one full thing. So, you know, these actors aren't supposed to answer those questions. Nobody really wants the answers to those questions either. Like, let's pretend they all knew. Okay? No, they want Do the clicks. Know how yeah, they want the clicks. Right. They want to be that website that says, here's how they, we uh, got the, the movie ends. You know, and I, I don't want that. I want to go enjoy the movie as the creators intended it to be viewed, you know, but you know you should put the sign down on its oh, front yeah because this is not this is not where we're tied to not uh redo the sign this week i apologize here we'll just do one of those numbers <laughs> you get nothing internet we didn't change our little light up sign our, our sign got lost in the snap 
That's Aww. right. Um, all right. So don't um, worry, it'll be back two days. Yeah, <laughs> most of them. Uh, in DC news, we've got a few DC things. So the DC universe has both had positive and negative things happen over the last week. Um, it's on Xbox now. Yay! How many months it's after? So great release. Like it came out in what October? Something like that. I think it was before October, August. I think August. Oh September. wow! I don't know. If it's, yeah. I don't. Know. I think it was August September. But uh, yeah, it's it. That was a gripe that I've had. You know, when we talked about Titans and stuff like that. So it's on Xbox now. Finally, still no PS4, which is still a little odd, but it's on Xbox. Um, Swamp Thing got an episode order cut. And First of all, Swamp Thing got a teaser. It did get that a got posted. So that was cool. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. Swamp Thing looks very classic, Viney. I should say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he's. I would have thought they would have gone, you know, we're talking about Hellboy, and I would have thought they would have gone the Hellboy route and made him like so much more modern looking and everything than he's been in the past. But he really does. And I'm not complaining, but he does look very classic Swamp Thing, very mm-hmm. simple and basic. Honestly, the 89 one uh, looks, looks more complicated. Uh, more detailed than the newest one, which is fine. I mean, they all have their place. Like, when you look at how uh, beautifully detailed uh, Groot is, mm-hmm. it, the original, the fully adult Groot, Groot one, is incredibly detailed, yeah. and just every crevice is immaculate. So. Yeah, and this looks—it doesn't look bad. I mean, no. all we've seen is from the shoulders up. And yeah, very quick. It looks cool. The eyes look neat, which is an important mm-hmm. part. But, uh, you know, that's basically what the entire teaser was, was to show you a dark shot of Swamp Thing coming out of a swamp. Um, I'm fine with that. But we don't know his stature. We don't know if he walks like a caveman or if he's Mm -hmm. like, you know, a Hulk size character or whatever. But yeah, it was cool. It was a cool teaser. But then, yeah, that was closely followed by the bad news. That production was uh, cut short. From 13 episodes down to 10. They stopped production that day, they, basically. Yeah, they like walked Halted on it. set and was like, nope. They have to rewrite the end of the season. And mm-hmm. reshoot the last you know, 30 minutes of that episode, probably. probably. Yeah. The bright side of things is James Wan sounds positive. He said he asked for a shorter amount of episodes to begin with anyway, so he could put more money into each episode. And so all of his responses have been positive, and it doesn't come off like he's putting you know the spin to it it doesn't sound like that yeah but i mean the the, the money's been spent at this point so any money that they would have saved on the three episodes they're not using is yeah actors contracts are still the same and you know all these other things are still the the same i didn't say that i didn't with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say that like the money gets 
brought no, back. No, or I, I, know, I just meant that that reason that like his yeah. thought of saying, "Well, I wanted fewer episodes anyway." Like, but for a reason you, you don't also didn't plan for thir- you know you yes. planned for thirteen episodes even yeah. though you only wanted ten. So and maybe they have a story that can be told in ten. That's fine. We've seen that before. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that, right? I mean, Stranger Things did it in eight. You know, but yeah, and Doom first... Patrol so far has had very few. Like, there's been several episodes that seem like filler. And it's, I think, a 13 yeah. episode. I mean, the first season of Walking Dead had six. So right. it happens. You know, so I'm. It did, didn't it? The I fact that about it's that. 10 in itself is not a bad thing. It's more along the lines of we're filming episode 10 and now we're going to cut any episode that exists after this one. Good luck. And also the rest of this one until it gets rewritten. And your show premieres in a little over a month. You yeah. know, like that's not great. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> to be fair, they do release them weekly. So, sure. So you they, know, they've they have got a little bit more three time. months to yeah. figure it out, you know, but normally or do they the next part of the story dc universe they're in trouble if it wasn't for actress virginia madsen who is working on swamp thing her initial panic to the shutdown led to uh her tweets having to be deleted and uh widespread rumors that the dc universe is not successful and it may or may not be because streaming services don't release their numbers, their subscribers. We have no idea. And uh, it would be the first streaming platform to, well, it might be the second, to completely fail. I don't know what happened to Yahoo Plus. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. But that had the sixth season of Community, right. and now it no longer does, and it's all on Hulu. So I'm not entirely sure whatever happened to it, but DC Universe would be the first real big one to just fail. So it's feasible that they're not doing well. I mean, I think of sure. all the streaming sure. networks that I can think of, if I had to put money on one not being successful, it would be DC Universe. Yeah. I think that... Uh, it's not just that tweet that was the cause of the panic. It was also announced two days after or a day after the Disney panel or the Disney, uh, whatever it was, press junket, whatever they you want to call it with that, um, where they announced all their stuff. It's going to be, you know, half the price of the DC Universe package and have four times, five times the amount of content yeah. at launch. Um, I have friends that are. One of my friends is the b- biggest Batman fan of anybody I know, and I mentioned Doom Patrol the other day when I was talking to him. He said, "What's that?" Which tells me right there that their marketing is not really that great. Well, and it wasn't accessible, right? right? I mean, getting on Xbox this week, yeah, right after it's been out for nine months or whatever, is not great. The lineup's been weird. Like you start with Titans, but it's not really the Teen Titans, and so you're kind of already niche there. You roll into Young Justice, which is good. But again, it's you know still a smaller audience mm-hmm. than something. I mean, it's you know, a show that was animation canceled. is yeah. always a smaller audience unless it's like a Disney film. And then Doom Patrol, as much as the three of us may really like it, it those are not known characters. That's not also at all. very niche. And then they're moving on the Swamp Thing, which estimates are saying that Swamp Thing season one cost eighty five million dollars. For the record, season one of Star Trek Discovery was ninety million dollars at fifteen episodes. For a Star Trek show, the whole thing takes place in the future. What is costing so much money on a Swamp Thing show where most of the people are just people? You know, it's a present. They had to build a lot of it was uh, building the set because uh, I read an article about this. They spent a ton of money building a set for that show. Okay. Um, the Swamp set, I guess, was insanely expensive. Um, 
Well, you have to create and all the a practical costume swamp because if this guy's going in and out of water in a costume, you can't have it damage the costume every time. Like right. you can only build so many swamp suits to make. To be fair, if they're all a little different, that's okay because that fits the I character. Agree. Sure, but like when you just put that in perspective, the eighty-five million dollars for a first season of a TV show, like that's a huge sum of money, right? I mean, you're starting to get into like the Mandalorian gets a hundred million. Yeah. Right. Like that's a ton of money for a service that probably doesn't have a very large viewer base. Right. Um, and I think that's probably where the studio came in. They're like, we can't spend any more money on the show. We have to be done. Right. Uh, and I get that. I think that that doesn't say the network, the streaming service is in trouble. I think maybe going with Swamp Thing, knowing that the budget was going to be what it is, may have been a mistake this early. They may, maybe going with cheaper options early on. They could have found directors that would have been able to do it cheaper. I mean, they're out there. James Wan, great director, great, um, he's producing this. So I I assume he's going to have a lot of influence on it, but he's he's used to movie budgets. Um, Even if they're smaller movie budgets, they're still bigger budgets than what uh, you know, usually a TV show is going to get. I feel like there's a lot. Look at uh, Taiko Atiti. He's he's used to making a t- you know a big show that's popular with no money, mm-hmm. and so they gave him a bunch of money in Ragnarok, and look what it was. You could have right. brought somebody in like that that's very used to running on a shoestring budget. But they um, did, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Rainies when they did Army of Darkness and right. you know Evil Dead, that was a nothing budget, and they made something that was. A phenomenon. And even if you don't like Spider-Man 3, it looked impressive. Mm-hmm. Everything, like you could see that the dollars were well spent. Yeah, and I, I think that Stargirl, for example, will probably be a much cheaper show. Uh, the Harlequin animated show will obviously be a cheaper show. And maybe Swamp Thing should have been a 2020 idea. It, you know, or, It also should have been, they should have picked a more popular character well, he had a TV show, though. Like, and a movie. No, no, I'm not right, saying yeah. anything wrong with Swamp Thing. I'm oh. saying that Titans, Doom Patrol, and Swamp Thing are all kind of niche. So maybe having somebody in your periphery Justice League that people are kind of recognizable, like, maybe. Just, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, maybe the Hawks or something, because the a- CW did it or something. I don't know. I'm not saying it would have been great, and I'm not really excited to see the Hawks on screen. They should have just led with a Batman show because you got, I mean, if you want something to be popular, you have to lean on your biggest money, right? And Superman's been done. You had Lois and Clark, and you had all this. Give Batman a TV show. Gotham is not a Batman show, debatably. Um, but give just a straight up Batman show and have him work with the Bat family and have it be more low budget, like a CW show, uh, maybe a little bit better and a little more adult. And that would have been, you got to lead with your big guns and they did That's not do that with why Titans. the TV show birds of prey wasn't successful because I kept just mentioning Batman in the background and like, yeah, People want to see Batman. Look at Smallville. Smallville went on for what, 10 seasons? 10 years. Because they, they did a lot of like, is he, is he not Superman? You know, what's going on? Is he going to be Superman? But it was Superman and he was the main character. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of his abilities. Yeah. And you know? so you got to see that develop. I think if they had done something like that with Batman or even Wonder Woman, you know, or yeah. if they had done um, an Amazon show, Wonder Girl, is that the. Donna Wonder... Troy? Yeah. Or, they could have done a show uh, with yeah. her and had Wonder Woman be like a mentor I mean, in that show. A Batman show would have been affordable too. Because yeah. it, it would have had the same budget, give or take, as Titans, 
right? Except it would have been a more noticeable character, right? Yeah. People will subscribe for one thing if Man, it's big enough. Now I want a Themyscira show, right? Yeah, like, I'd be just... okay with that too. I think they have characters that are they're you know they're Trinity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even now that Shazam has come out, there's a whole family of characters there that they could could have done something with. You know, they know it's successful from the movie now, but they could they could lean on their more popular characters that the people know now, and they didn't do that. And I think that was a big mistake. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Because um, those niche stories are ones that need to be told, but... You got to do them in the scale that they're meant to be done in. And I think pushing $100 million is very, very risky. There's sh- a reason why the MCU can bring in Shang-Chi now. They could have done what Netflix did and had a Constantine show, a Swamp Thing show, a Zatanna show, a Madam Xanadu show, and then brought them all together for Justice League Dark and done it on a TV budget. Sure. That would have been awesome, right? Yeah. Like Everybody would have... Not everybody, but a very yeah. big group of people would have. I mean, the three of us are in. You yeah, know, four different series, six, seven episodes each. I would have. I would have actually paid for DC Universe if they did that. Amen. It's, it's a complicated thing, you know, and its accessibility. I think was a huge hit and for it. I think like, it probably was. You know, say what you want about what's on CBS All Access, but it was available everywhere day one. If you had a device with internet, you could watch CBS All Access. So get that out of the way. The app should be the easy thing. That's that's your entry point. If people can't get to your door, it doesn't matter what's behind it. Yeah. You know, so like you're saying, like your friend doesn't even know what Doom Patrol is. Well, how can you watch a show that you don't know exists? Right. Right. You know, you can't, obviously. And maybe that's what Netflix does so well is it's very good at marketing its big stuff. And we were all very much aware of the trailers trailers. that people share and love. Have you ever seen anybody really share a a DC Universe trailer for a good reason? There was that uh, the very first promos for Doom Patrol got shared around a little bit, but they were so obscure. and The Titans trailer that dropped at San Diego. But was that shared for a good reason? Because people were insulted. Yeah, exactly. The Doom Patrol one, I I think, was the only positive one, but people were more confused yeah they didn't know what it was because if you didn't watch titans you didn't know who these characters were at all yeah i mean cyborg was the only kind of recognizable face and Mm -hmm. still a lot of people don't really know much about him you know they've already basically dropped his movie in in the 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 worlds of dc and that's the only other live action incarnation we've ever had so right Uh, but anyway we should probably move on okay so we're gonna talk hellboy as much as we can we're so sorry But that's what we're here to do, guys. We paid money to watch the movie, so we'll be back in a moment. The Heroes Podcast Network is expanding with a brand new show, Kaiju Curry House. Three guys from the UK will be bringing you a fortnightly show, premiering on the 9th of April 2019. Our show will be discussing everything relating to Kaiju, our childhood memories of discovering Kaiju, our hopes of upcoming Kaiju movies, where to get merchandise, lesser-known Kaiju movies, games that star giant monsters, Comics, books, TV shows, art. Did I miss anything? So, we invite you to listen to our ramblings, embrace your love of kaiju, and be part of the show. Drop us a line on Twitter, at UKKaiju, and support us at patreon.com forward slash heroes podcasts. Hey friends, this is Cam, one of the hosts of the Gamer Heroes podcast. We really hope you're enjoying the show you're listening to right now, and if you are, please consider becoming a patron of the Heroes Podcast Network at patreon.com slash heroes podcasts. Your support would genuinely mean the world to us and would allow us to cover hosting costs for the website, get new equipment and software, and even make it out to different conventions and events to meet you, our loyal listeners. All Patreon tiers will get you access to the Patron Lounge in Slack, which will allow you to chat and interact with your favorite HPN hosts. 
On behalf of everyone here at HPN, thank you all so much for your continued support. We really couldn't do any of this without you. All right, guys, we are back, and we're going to talk Hellboy. So this movie is probably the uh, worst one we've reviewed of 2019, either objectively. right into it, huh? Wow. Guns ablaze. Hold on, hold on. Objectively, it is every single uh, critic aggregate site that we look at has a poor scores. Rotten Tomatoes has the highest score at 14%. This movie has been out for a week, a week and a half, and it's made $4 million. Is that really it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, that's not. I was going to say, I thought it made $12 million its opening week. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, Sorry. That's, so, that's what it made this week. Yeah, Excuse it's, me. It's It broke 20 uh, um, as of yesterday. So it's, Worldwide? Well, there are no foreign numbers. I don't know that it has released anywhere else yet. Those have not been reported. Well, I know China has some weird laws about like ghosts and stuff like that in movies they like do. Ghostbusters couldn't release there. So I'm wondering if maybe that... And it, it's possible that it gets a later date. Like, you know, That's Australia fair. sometimes gets a movie a whole month before we do. That's happened a few times. Like, it happens the other way, too. Um, Thing is, it's one of the most recent movies to release, and it's the 10th. At the box office. Yeah, it only made twelve million opening weekend. Is yeah. Shazam still beating it? Uh, yes. Yeah, Shazam. Made... Dumbo's still beating it. La Llorona is beating it. Uh, Pet Cemetery is beating it. Us is beating it. Captain. No, us. Us dropped. Us dropped. It's uh, off. Uh, us. Uh, oh no! I'm sorry. No. Us Suck it. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I mean, Shazam's still in second place. It still made really? sixteen wow. million this weekend, even though the Curse of La Llorona. Uh, La Llorona made 26.3, right? Um, now, I think it's important to note the budget for this movie was lower than both of the first two Hellboy movies. Yes. By a good amount. This budget was only $50 million. This um, movie was plagued with like, production oh, totally. issues. Yeah, it's, com- it's completely a bomb. But like when we talked about Shazam, we talked about how it was low, kind of low budget for a superhero movie at 90, mm-hmm. right? This was 50. That was for a studio movie, though. This one's more yeah, more of an independent. It's Lionsgate, which yeah. didn't do the first two either. The first two got um, 65 and then 86, I think, were the budgets for the first two movies. Um, none of them were actually domestically profitable at the box office. No. For pers- some perspective. The first two but. movies picked up their speed and popularity through home viewings. And it was really nice that like FX, the TV station, played it because that really helps. It creates new audiences. So yeah. So even at a $50 million budget, it's still only uh, at $20 million, So it's um, clearly not profitable. So subjectively, it is probably the worst movie I've seen this year, but as a whole, um, it's still better than like the three or four terrible, awful movies I saw last year. Still better than A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. It's better than A Wrinkle in Time. It's better than Nutcracker in the Four Realms. I, Those two come to mind. Better than when I saw Sausage Party. I did not like, see that. So. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's... It's not the worst movie we've so ever let's, reviewed, let's, probably. Let's, let's talk about it. Problems behind screen. Should we do like a rating first? Is that yeah. what we usually do? Or do we, we usually do talk it about end. it? We do a short little snippet, not spoiler free review okay. first, right? So do yours. Um go see Shazam instead. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, like some interesting concepts plagued by bad special effects and a really boring story. There are some redeeming cool hidden gems in there 
you got to search for them. So I definitely uh, recommend that you red box it because if you like the Hellboy character, there's definitely some stuff in here you will like. I didn't hate it completely or anything. That's that's my review, guys. Okay. All right. So, so from spoiler, here on, spoiler warning. Spoiler, yeah. spoiler warning. Spoilers. All right. So I wanted to like David Harbour's rendition of the character. I think we all did. Probably. I, I tried really hard to just especially after that first photo dropped. Yeah, because he looks good. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't look the same, and that's okay. Right. I tried to separate the two, pretend the original <laughs> two didn't exist. Right. And just do this one on its own. And he looks fine most of the time. What? He is a mere shadow of Ron Perlman. <laughs> a shadow. It's a half life. <laughs> uh, there were a couple of things I thought in the beginning were going to be cool. Uh, for example, it looked like early on that they were going to have his horns growing throughout the movie and you'd have to file them down and things like that, but they kind of dropped. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That after about 20 minutes. Uh, so that doesn't happen again. That was disappointing. I do want to point out that I was really upset when he was filing and I saw the prosthetic move. I saw I it. I that. saw it fucking wiggle. And I'm like, mm, cosplayers do it better, guys. What would you think of his back hair? Oh. So <laughs> this here's the funny thing. After the movie... When we were driving home, my girlfriend was like, why did he have a hairy back? And I was like, thank you. I don't know. <laughs> I they added like, that. That's not so Harbor's back hair. The movie shows you something like that and makes it a point. Usually you think that's going to be important for some reason, because why else waste these three seconds of screen time or whatever? Nope. Just, Just wanted to show a prosthetic, Just I guess. Some back hair. I do think that the scene in Tijuana kind of started strong. It was neat to see a wrestling match between two like demons and, you know, kind of sets up his friend in a bit. So is a decent opening until the mask came off. So I do just want to touch real quick because you guys talked about David Harbour. Um, I actually I thought he did the best he could with what he was given. (laughs) I agree with the script was absolutely atrocious. It was downright terrible and it was guys it's so bad the prosthetics everything looked really good pretty much i didn't like it's brown still frame but there was so much prosthetic on him that he couldn't my micro facial expressions and things that you use to read people you you, he couldn't act his lip lips couldn't move barely at all there were sometimes he had a lisp um yeah there were sometimes yeah where it seemed like he had a lisp 
because uh, it was so there was his lips yeah. just couldn't move with the prosthetic on. It was and unfair to him. It hindered him yeah. a lot. It's a learned skill. Like people who play creatures like Doug Jones and things like that. Like you have to learn that. It's, it's something that plagues a lot of sci-fi shows, right? That have like fake teeth and things mm-hmm. of that nature. It's not easy to act through those things. And I think you're right about the script. Like Jovovich, for example, like I can't decide if she's just not a very good actor or if she just gets stuck with terribly written movies all the well, time. Well, we've all seen The Fifth Element. So but we come know on, that like, she isn't can... that really her only great movie? I mean, I like the first Probably. two Resident Evil movies, but they're also not like script writing masterpieces I mean, either. It's so... not because of her acting, though. You like the whole picture. You're not like well, singling she's, her she's out. She's cool and she's a badass in the first two movies before the series goes off the rails. Alice is great. But she's in this movie, though, she's just so. So the cliche. opening scene in three where they're all in the desert and the trucks and it's the caravan and it's all the characters from one and two and they all die. It's <laughs> so great. Like I will watch the first 10 minutes of Resident Evil I, three over and over again. I, goes off the rails. I have a, a, one of our other mutual friends brought up Mila and uh, asked if that was she was the problem with the movie. And I don't really everybody a lot of people seem to not like her as an actress but i've always liked her as an actress i like her and i don't think she was the problem like i think she's just attracted to roles that seem edgy or cool to her and which is fine because as an actor you have that right to do whatever roles you want and they just end up having bad scripts or bad so there's something bad about them right like all of her lines were just so either clunky or cliche or unnecessary at times like, yeah. why was... did she have a completely american accent like th- even at the beginning when they're explaining i mean maybe just demons have no real accent sure 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 i don't know i mean or everybody's whatever. american whatever i don't care i mean that's whatever um but like you, you brought this up right when we talked a little bit after we watched it i'm was very that, wise like, so there was so much talking so much exposition. There's literally a villain monologue. Like multiple villain there monologues. Were so many monologues. Like the first like ten minutes of this movie, we go to what? You like four locations, and like I have no idea what's going on. I am not. I've never read the comics. So, so many like, people hacks have to explain what has happened at what times, and the character is not important enough to narrate most of the time. You know, like the entire Osiris Club, they introduce him and they kill him off in less than 10 minutes. So, you know, why did I care about these characters? Why do I have to believe anything that they say? You know, so well, that-, that was the cliched monologuing before you kill the guy thing. Like, here, we're going to tell you the entire backstory of everything that's important to you right before we d- betray you. Like, Yeah, so since we're talking about that, I think that, my main problem with the movie was that like there were things in concept and you could tell that somebody had a really good idea. Yes. And so, like if, there were some really good ideas. If you had and... told me before this movie came out, there was a scene with Hellboy and an underground giant hunting club that hunts giants on horseback with electrically charged spears. And they have to go take out three giants with a group of humans and Hellboy riding horses. I would have freaked out like how thinking cool that there's no way they can screw this up that's so cool but that's not what we got even from no. that scene we didn't get that it's bad I, I, it was the ghostwriter scene where it, like the writing part looks cool and then it all falls apart this question is specifically for you ryan what did you think of the proton packs <laughs> I think that it gave him him it gave him an erection just to say those words. 
Yeah, he's probably been waiting since <laughs> he watched the movie. I can only so picture him red. after the movie going, I'm going to refer to those as proton packs during the podcast. For the record, he back. did not run that by me. I would have told him to not okay. do it. <laughs> yes. Uh, if I had a cricket soundboard I could play a sound effect from, I would have just played it. Um, no, but I mean, as silly as it was that they betray him after all of that anyway, the Giants themselves while the cons the concept the concepts of them were really cool like you could tell that the initial concept art for them was just going to be really neat we gotta pick on the cgi <sighs> the green screen work was terrible like it was just it was bad it was bad you can't do on 50 million dollars you can't have giants not like yeah. that well you guillermo just- del toro could so i i'm gonna pick out a part that i did enjoy because i don't like my reviews to be just all negative so I really absolutely loved seeing Baba Yaga. The chicken house, like that is such a weird Russian fairy tale witch thing that I have loved since I was a kid. She was always so frightening. And to actually see it on screen and just the house on the chicken was so incredibly well done. The dimension they were in, the dark and gray that was cool. I was happy with that. And even inside, like she monologued way too much. She had no reason to give that much exposition, but she looked cool. And her two peg legs, her like spidery movements, it was all freaky as hell. Tongue. Oh God, that if I never see that part again, I'll I'll be so happy. There's gonna be one thing coming up in Doom Patrol you're gonna really hate. By the, way. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is Yay. that that whole sequence, that whole scene, everything that happens there really feels like it's from a different movie. It does. Yeah. Because it is done in a completely different stylistic way from the rest of the film. She's all practical effects seemingly. And if it's not, the CGI is really good. The house is super creepy and cool looking. Like it's all done in a very purposeful way that the rest of the movie just doesn't seem to feel like. Like maybe that was the first scene they ever did. There was one other scene. There was one other scene uh, that I'll stand up for. Um, The scene where Hellboy first sees the vision of what he could become. um, (gasps) That was actually done really beautifully. And and when I saw that, I really got a lot of hope for the movie because at that point I had been a little... I mean, when he has the sword, he's on the dragon. And he has the I horns. I am on yeah. board with that like, scene. That scene, that was right there what showed the concept of what they pitched, I imagine. Right. I, I, I really wonder how much of this was studio kind of meddling or if, if this was just like they, I don't know. I feel like something, like they had the concepts were there. The art direction was obviously very good. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, Bebop, the uh, <laughs> the pig guy, it was cool looking. Right? I never um, once um, heard his name. No, that's not actually his name. That's He's Ninja a changeling. No, no, oh. no. I knew. It was oh, okay. Oh no, I got you. But I didn't. I don't know. Well, I can't name, say. Yeah, I forget. But his when he was talking, the CGI wasn't great. Sure. Um, his mouth. But the practical costume stuff. looked good. Mostly. Um, it was a cool idea. Um, but I cared more about him than I cared more about uh, than I cared about Mila Jovovich's yeah. character, which oh, is totally. saying something because it was incredibly cool. The, the spell on the box to get Mila Jovovich's character's bodies put back together. Yes, I just said that sentence had to be spoken by a man of God. This magical changeling creature rips off a priest's uh, bottom jawline. Takes the tongue out, puts it in his mouth, and can speak the prayer in his the, voice. I think it was the larynx. Like, I see, saw we thought it was just the bottom hands. jaw. Like, 
I, he well, took like a small thing out and put it down his throat. I, I, I see. We him. shouldn't be arguing about this because right, they, no. that right there says that they failed in what they were trying to do. <laughs> right, but but it was a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, that was a great thing. I've never one. I've never seen a demon like have that kind of power or something That's like a good that. Point. It was just new for demons. We see demons all the time in movies and all different cultures are demons. So this was just unique, and I thought it was an interesting scene. No, I like that because there's always a lot of like monsters and mystical creatures that can like. Mimic our voices they just have that ability and a but, changeling would that would work but this is different because yeah he, like he actually like used something whatever because the man of god has to know. speak the words right yeah. and i thought that was super interesting and again like it's the it's this concept that this movie has a lot of cool ideas clearly the people who were piecing it together had an idea and it fell apart and i think that from what we've learned from dc and warner brothers it feels like the studio got involved this is what it feels like the more we talk about it the more i want them to give them a sequel just as a second chance new people behind and give david harbour another chance i just don't here's here's my issue with that so they they tease abe sapien at the end they do and what you've done is you've made a movie that's clearly not as good as the first two that was on a tighter budget than the first two and you're going to bring back a character who was portrayed by arguably the best creature actor to ever live mm, yeah the only person i could see possibly pulling that off would be if you wanted to mocap it and you got andy circus otherwise who's going to be able to do that as well as doug jones yeah not gonna happen because that, that's you, you want to talk about david harbour having a hard time working in prosthetics abe sapien's much more difficult right you know than hellboy is so who's gonna pull that off yeah I and, can't answer that. You know, the the little things that, that uh, Doug Jones did with the character, you know, the way he kind of like floated his arms around when he was talking and, you know, these things, there's, I just don't, even Andy Serkis, like he's, I guess in mocap maybe, but. That's what I'm saying. It had to be mocap. You know, there's yeah. nobody that would be able to do that. And if he did that, then there's, it would just look like he's copying Doug Jones. Like there's no good way to do that character no. now. Um, so yeah. I don't even think they should have done that like forget well, Abe Sapien because so you're not going to it's be because they're to trying it. to set up a universe with every movie and it goes back to that thing we've yeah. talked about before where no movie can be on its own they've got to set have mid credit after credit sequences for all these other characters so you might get you know this thing I don't know so how'd you guys feel about Jerry from Street Fighter and um who oh the little psychic girl <laughs> and the cat from Street Fighter <laughs> that was from Tekken wasn't it Oh, was it? Was there, I don't was know. there a cat Street Fighter character? I know there's the Tekken guy no, with the cat. No, you're right. Head. Yeah, you're I don't right. I remember the cat at all. They blend. Oh, the guy who changes Tra- into yeah. the left. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. The, uh, the fighting <laughs> games legit blend for me. Like they all Fair have enough. the same types of characters. So, uh, yeah, the vomiting seer girl, Alice. Um, so I liked her abilities. They're definitely different. The CGI was terrible, but the concept is really cool. That's certainly nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah, Sears are everywhere. So it was. I thought it was a cool concept. Like the idea, someone's like, this is how we're going to do it. And they they sketched it out. Everyone's like, that's a really cool idea. And then they ran out of money. And so they made it look the way they did. You know? Yeah. I mean, so they're kind of both forgettable, unfortunately. Right. Um, Like most of the characters in this movie. We can't remember characters' names or anything like that. Um, The the cat guy was more forgettable for me. The, The girl. So, you know, if you watch, listen to this podcast, you know that I'm a fan of Justice League Dark and like magic based things and, yeah. and kind of mythology and things like that. And she felt more in line with um, the BPRD is who it is. right? Yeah. Uh, she felt more in line with that than 
even probably Hellboy did because they're all supposed to be like these weird characters. But Hellboy wasn't really that weird other than looking like a demon. Uh, no. But she was, you know, she she was a seer. She And this ability she had was something I've never seen before. Like a psychic punch that throws their spirit out of their body yeah, was really was, cool. And like the, just the like vomit membrane person was gross, sure. But, but it was something like, you know, you always see like, phantasm type a uh, ghost right. you know seer type but this was i felt like this was more unique. realistic and unique yeah it totally made it different. feel more grounded the yeah. only part that bothered me was at the end ian mcshane's character the professor was st- it was 10 minutes of him <laughs> either monologuing or waiting around he's still in the scene and I am sitting here going like, this bitch still has her mouth open. Isn't it dry? Doesn't she want some water? <laughs> like- so, so what worries me is she only has that power because they didn't know how to solve the issue after Hellboy grabs the sword. They're like, well, what do we do now? And they're like, well, this is what we'll do. So they had to write it in and show it earlier in the movie. So that way it doesn't come out of nowhere is really how it felt to me as cool of a concept as it was. I just kept comparing Alice and... <sighs> to boxy man to uh liz and abe like because they were hellboy sidekicks in the first two movies and it i, just, I didn't do i any kept doing it and it's hard not to i felt bad i, I mean when you think about those movies is they're the side characters were all successful you know even the one from the second movie the smoke i don't remember his name but the guy with like the johan johan yeah, like yeah. The little things that moved yeah, on his Seth mouth McFarlane. yeah it, was that who vo- voice yeah that? Really? he did klaus the fish's um, voice that uh <laughs> that scene where hellboy's in the locker next yeah. to the lockers and he's like possessing all these lockers to smack Hellboy in the face. That's that so was so good. good, right? Like, so it's hard not to compare these characters to that. And I think the girl was closer to what I would have wanted than the guy was. The guy was, ins- he was so cliche. That's and the role that Ed Screen from uh, Game of Thrones and the first Deadpool Ajax uh, turned down. Like, he was hired. He would have been he ex- better. He accepted I it. Think. But everybody was I like, don't know. That it's is hard to a, say. The script was so bad. I don't know if anybody could. Well, they done were just it. like, "That's an Eastern Asian man, and you cast this white guy for it." So yeah. he turned down the role because he got all the backlash. I didn't really love the act. I I don't know. I just didn't feel he any didn't kind like of Daniel connection thought, with that actor. I thought he was as good as he could be. Given and the maybe that's true. I haven't seen him in anything else, so it's hard to say. I kind of have the same thing to say about Ian McShane. I like Ian McShane a lot. If you don't watch uh, American Gods, like he's fantastic. Yeah. And he's pretty bad in this too. And like he's great in Deadwood too. Like, like he does great work. Yeah. yeah. I, he's he's been in lots of things. And in this movie, he's like, if this was your introduction to him, like you would, it would never occur to you that he's a decent actor. Like there's no connection between Hellboy and his father in this at, at yeah. all. There's no, there's nothing there. The relationship. John Hurt did like, such a better job at right. Y'all, God, he was somewhere. There's no emotion it's... in this movie. I think is part of the problem. I don't really care about anybody. And oh, I, don't, I don't mean that in I... a way of I want them all to die. I just. I don't feel for them. I care about one person who stole the entire show for me and almost made this movie completely watchable. And that's Thomas Hayden Church. Surprise appearance (laughs) as the lobster. (laughs) Because I love him. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah, but that was like two scenes. Exactly. So minor. I mean, the fact that it was even two scenes was impressive. It made it watchable for me, guys. Yeah, I mean, it was funny. You know, the after credit scene was funny. And, yeah, it was you know, so good. It was always good to see him, but it just, it couldn't save the movie. I mean, no. I did li- I like, watchable. in I the comic books, you know, he gets Excalibur and that's like one of his main weapons. And I thought that was so cool. And that was, uh, you know, I really wish that they had, because I can think about what Guillermo del Toro would have done with that. It makes me wish that he had gone that route. 
But uh, yeah, we never got to see Hellboy's true form. Yeah. Which is a bummer. And we never got to see his kids. We never got to see what Abe, Liz, and Hellboy did after they left BPRD. If they would have come across Alice and Tabaxi Man, that's what I'm calling him. Because they're in the comics, too. They're legit characters. Yeah. So so, so here, here's the thing. Sad. Though, like, we do get to see his full form. And I do think visually it's done very well. Yeah. Right? The, 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 the dragon did a good job with that. <sighs> but well, so even, at, even at the end when he legitimately has a sword. Like, he looks good. In those in those moments, the but, fire crown was really well done. That's yeah, good it was point very of subtle, CGI. But, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but but my problem here, and again, I don't read the comics, so maybe it's explained somewhere in there. But you have to do the job in the movie too. Why does why does him grabbing the sword completely change who he is immediately? And why is his dad then able to somehow talk him down? Right, like the premonition is one thing, but actually transformation is another. Right, like. You know, there's there's quote fate and there's a switch and grabbing the sword is a switch that just changes him from Hellboy to the Hell devil, Man to the devil, right? That's like, right. You know, and I just <laughs> without any explanation, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And maybe that's sure. why Del Toro never did it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, well, on the point of you not caring about anybody in the movie, I think the worst offender of that is Hellboy himself because you know you he's the star of the show. He's supposed to be this badass guy that fights, you know, monsters and everything else. But literally, like, 80% of the script is his screaming when he's getting knocked back 100 feet. How many times does that happen in the movie? And it's, you know, he's supposed to be awesome at everything and not everything. But fighting fighting, monsters is supposed to be his thing. But he can't even do that well because he gets smacked around all the time and shows you don't really get to see much in the way of fighting ability no, I mean, at all he only takes the giants down because they're clumsy right right and not particularly bright and he, he only takes the, big, the villain down because she's like bowing to him and yeah right because yeah. she thinks she's one right and he has the excalibur at that point um you know and and he gets the cool gun but like he barely uses yeah it, you know and so it's he gets thrown around by by bebop and uh <laughs> you know like it's just yeah I, he's not impressive. I do appreciate that when his fist looked cool though. They when they yeah. minimized the Bebop character that at one point he had a penis, just a little dangling. Well, it's an R-rated movie. What do you want? But like he Clearly, didn't as an adult. Like it just it just wasn't there. It just showed and, up eventually. Yeah, it's like just, reverse maturity because <laughs> they don't want it to be you know NC seventeen adult. Adult Bebop. So penis okay, it's the same reason why they had a, a <laughs> tiny kid penis on Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool too. <laughs> Adult dicks, okay, baby dicks, fine. Right, yeah, uh, it's totally different. Okay. So something, the R rating is something I wanted to bring up because I thought that it, if this movie bordered on gore porn, it did for a lot of it, which is unfortunate. It, the, if you have violence in a movie, have it there for a reason, but. In this, there was like arms flying and everything. There's the movie's like a little too much blood here for yeah, this. Yeah, or like wound why or... does the arm need to hit the wall? Is that adding anything to the scene? Yeah, because uh, like things you were supposed to take something seriously, and some things were like anime, cartoony violence, and they in some movies that can work. In this movie, it didn't work, and it was even not even just the violence. Although the scene at the end when they're these guys are just like monsters are just ripping people apart for no reason for like ten minutes. That was just awful, and I I hated the switch in tones, like you said, from anime cartoonish to uh, serious in the church of the 
it's not the very beginning. It's like the seventh or eighth location and scene and stuff. Well, but, yeah, in the first five yeah. minutes, there's like 12 scenes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, 12 uh, but yeah, it's early on in the film. And when he goes through the hallway and just, you know, destroys everybody, it's silly. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. But then when it's one on one and he like rips the jaw off of that priest, then it's serious and frightening. And I, I'm on board for it because it makes sense. I think that was a budgeting problem. They didn't have a budget to do the big stuff particularly well because the big monsters that we see at the end they all looked pretty cool i actually think they spent like too much money on the blood and uh pulling limbs off and stuff when it didn't need to happen yeah that's fair i do want to point out the large location title screens still annoying in this movie Like, yep. you don't need to take up two thirds of your screen to tell me Chicago. When I saw that, I was like, oh, they're going to bring this up. God. I immediately looked at him and I was like, I would, I, like, I looked to my <laughs> side where my girlfriend wasn't sitting and went, oh, okay, they're not here. Look, it's fair is fair. I had a, I've had a problem with it before and I still have a problem with it. It's yeah. annoying. But at least you know <laughs> that it wasn't. Civil War only that bothered you. If for some reason Hellboy didn't bother you, then I'd be like, mm, you just wanted to insult Civil War. Yeah, but no, it's a consistent so Derek issue. It's, yeah, it doesn't need to. Be it bothered like me that. more in Civil War than this movie. But well, that it was like, <laughs> yeah, and they were like screen. bolder, and yeah. then it, like there was like a sound that came up when the thing. There came was up. also was the like, Howler cool. monkeys right behind oh, us yeah, every too. time Queens popped up. Uh, the scene when they're this another scene where they had too much violence it wasn't really violence but too much graphicness and the, uh, is that a word graphicity graphicity uh was like when they're sewing her together yeah it was just like a lot of close-ups of needles going through skin but then like also and weird close-ups of the, the creatures sound. with like the gross faces but and no it was explanation of who they were yeah, when you never see them again like why are you focusing on this one boil on this character's face for like mm-hmm. 20 seconds because they that's where the budget went you know and like that's the thing we, we get really very little explanation about how she functions as a character but we do get a lot of time watching her get sewn together because that's the part that's hard to comprehend right <laughs> or the scene of her in pieces I, which was weird i will say like i am pretty impressed at the lack of sexualization of her, she could have yeah, been I thought they were way show more boobs. sexual like, she's and a, weird. Just because, like that type of right? character in an R-rated movie, and obviously Mila Jovovich is not afraid of that. Yeah, they you know. showed like cold nipples at the very beginning. They never showed it again, and yeah. it, like she just wasn't that sexualized. And I was really That's surprised because this movie screamed, "We're gonna do this to the villain." There's like no real sexuality in the movie from anybody really i'm okay with that like um, it it didn't need it at all it didn't feel like it was missing the thing is though like i needed something to gravitate towards there just wasn't any flavor it does like sex there wasn't a flavor if you don't give me characters that i feel invested in and care about and you don't give me special effects that are impressive and a story that's engaging then and and then on top of that you remove any carnal interest like there's nothing this movie had nothing for me all of us are just like clinging to these like great ideas that we saw in the film it's really upsetting what about the the other sisters right who like, were there for no reason and then like i don't even think the other two were in the beginning of the they movie, weren't right, right. Like, so i don't know who, where they but all of from. a sudden they just wither and then the other one's there and she gets to live out and be fine even though she's the one who really betrayed her and it's because she's gonna lead hellboy to her but she actually doesn't i really um, liked <laughs> the uh duos ex machina that was merlin it well, I love Merlin in almost everything. I'm sorry. I didn't have a problem with Merlin because he actually doesn't do anything. He summons the sword. 
Hellboy doesn't take the sword. And no, then, he, and then Merlin dies. He cures Alice. Oh, so he does something. Uh, he's, All right. Yeah, I guess that's true. He, he does. He was definitely a Deus Ex Machina. That that weapon, the stick off of her crown, shoved into the neck. Like that was a cool, was cool. poison. Again, a cool effect. concept. Like there's a lot of cool. Why concepts. not use that again? Like it's just unfortunate. I would have been stabbing with people that all the time, man. But like some of the stuff just at the base level doesn't work. Like okay, so you cut off her legs, you cut off her head, you cut off her arm, and then you run those away. Why it's not a- chop her into a thousand little pieces? Like in Again, that's a Star Trek reference, but this is relevant. In the Ferengi, when a when a, a um, significant Ferengi dies, they chop them up into hundreds of pieces and sell the pieces. It's part of the Gross. Ferengi culture. I hate right? this. So a dead Ferengi would be harder to put together. Who than gets her. the money? Whoever's doing the selling. Is it a family member? Or I is mean, it like Walmart for Ferengis? Whoever finds the well, body. We, we can talk about Ferengi economics they have like a, another time. Well, right? I think it's more interesting than the movie was. So, <laughs> But my point is that like, they do a better job of chopping up their dead than King Arthur and Merlin did of like the most powerful witch on the planet. Here's so. what bothered me. At the beginning, in the monologue that Ian McShane gives about chopping her up, he mentions all around the world. Then later on, it turns out he meant all around England. It's like... That not the Infinity the Stones. <laughs> not all around all the, the UK. In one space. Yeah. Not all around the European continent. All around England. <laughs> like the, England is the size of Missouri, well, guys. You, they, like they, we can find it in four hours. <laughs> six dudes on horseback. Where did you think they were going to go? I mean, you true. Can, they had boats. Can boats did not exist at this time, Rachel. <laughs> well, actually, no boats. Okay. Um, Boat, boat technology I, had hashtag, not progressed. Hashtag no boats. So I, I, didn't, I, I certainly didn't take it as all over the world. I definitely took no, it as No, that's like, what he says. I know, but I didn't think that's what he meant. Oh, God. Because like, that's not what the movie showed you. The movie showed you six, horses riding six dudes in five on horses riding off into the distance. In but the they don't follow area. them anywhere yeah. else. So like, what are you going to do? E- either way, I think maybe having 30 pieces or 40 pieces is a lot harder to or stitch a thousand pieces. than six. You know, like if she's that freaking powerful. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know, or maybe like, or just like burn, burn the pieces, just, right? Like, why didn't you try fire? Fire is the sacred right. thing of God. Like, why, come on, man, why not do the same thing you were doing? Put them in the chest and everything, and then like throw them into different parts of the ocean. That would have been even more difficult, right? Like, it just, they didn't have boats. <laughs> right, right, no boats. Just thought I should throw just it out no there, right? Like, it just I don't know. The whole thing just seemed kind of silly. Or like, dig giant holes and bury them under the ground instead of putting them inside of churches and monuments. Like, it just I really don't feel like the wildlife should have to be punished by this. Like, why can't we just burn for it? Digging a small hole straight down a couple hundred feet. Like, I don't know. A couple hundred feet. What kind of technology do you think they had in the, the pyramids, Black Ages? The pyramids existed at this time. They so. went up. They, yeah, but down. aliens made the pyramids. Had to get the stone. But aliens made the pyramids, Clearly. so that doesn't make any sense. Clearly, like my point is, is it silly? Derek's ancestors made those periods. <laughs> the periods. <laughs> We're not going to get that. Yeah. All right, all right. I think this is probably the end. So, Ryan, how do you want to grade this? Uh, D. D. Okay, yeah. Derek. Is this the first F Derek has ever given? No, oh, okay. No, I don't think it's an F. I've seen F movies. I would. I, I'm just trying to decide what kind of D to give it, but it's it is a D. <laughs> is it a double D? <laughs> it's it's somewhere between a D and a D minus because even like the simple special effects, like when she's getting her blood back from the tree, 
looked almost as bad as the blood stuff in the old Blade movies. Oh, God. You remember that uh, in the Blade movie where he cuts the dude in half oh, yeah. and like, he stitches himself? Like, it looked almost that bad 20 years Yikes. ago. Yikes. You know, and that, there's no excuse for that. That's sad. I'm also going to go with a D. And I realize that if you just listen to this podcast and you don't watch the movie, it all sounds like a bunch of jumbled horseshit. Like, we saw seven different movies this weekend and not the same one. So I apologize. But we did. You're going to see Baba Yaga and... And a seer vomiting spirits and a, a tabaxi man. man Which we didn't even really talk about. Yeah. <sighs> it's insane, guys. And Hellboy break like four phones. And, yeah, and him get kicked a bunch of times and go, ah! The King Arthur and for, Giants. I'm just saying, and if he's breaking his phones, get him an OtterBox. Just saying. <laughs> I don't think OtterBox, OtterBox covers the, the, enough of the screen. It doesn't cover the screen. They have protectors on the screens. Enough to stop Hellboy's power I mean, glove. You didn't even have a case on the freaking phone. That's true. You know, That's an amateur mistake. Right? You could at least try. Stop giving him cell phones, guys. Like, give him <laughs> yeah. a walkie-talkie. You're the BPRD. Come up with something give else. Old Nokia, you know? Give you know Sears. Like, get a Sears to follow him around and act as a medium between him and everybody Aww, else. I'd love a person to follow me around and be my cell phone. <laughs> there you go. It was rough. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. All right. So next week, join us for our end game episode. It will be an extra long episode. We're not quite sure if we're going a full two hours or we'll just stop when we stop. But we're going to cover everything. It will be full of spoilers. We, we're we not going to really cover news unless it's incredibly pertinent uh, to, you know, geekdom. So it'll just be a full Avengers stuff. We'll do... Maybe a 20, 30 minute wrap up that's spoiler free and then go into all the details. So be prepared for that. See it this weekend. If you don't, pause us and come back like always. Also, we are moving back to Thursday releases for the podcast. Because um, Derek is just... I, can't make up his mind. I edit multiple shows on the network, and I try and adjust the schedule for what's going on. Red Shirts and Runabouts is moving back to Fridays, because Discovery is no longer premiering episodes on Thursdays, and so I can move Screen Heroes back to the Thursday time slot. So, Okay. Okay. So you can find uh, Heroes Podcasts on heroespodcast.com. We are Heroes Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find Screen Heroes at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter. And we'll definitely have some polls coming up regarding in-game. You can follow Ryan at Buster Props. You can follow Derek at the Star Trek Dude. And you can follow me at Siren Ray if you want to follow us individually. Check out our other shows on the network, including our new one, UK Kaiju Curry House. That was UK Curry Kitchen. <laughs> it's Kaiju Curry House, hosted by UK Kaiju. Right, that's what I said. Okay, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I, I'm pretty know. sure I said that. Right. Let's go back and repeat, episode four rewind came, the tape. Episode four came out uh, this week, so. And of course, if you're feeling generous, you can always check out our Patreon and coffee if you like what we do. We uh, love hearing feedback from you. It's a way to connect to us as well as support us in, you know, a really great way. So we will see you next Tuesday on twitch.tv slash heroes podcast, or you can listen to us every Thursday now on anywhere your podcasts are available. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time.